What is up, everybody? This is Keith Jameson, Go Big Guy Two Thirty One across the DFS industry, and the EPL is back after a short hiatus for the international break. And typically, we get back to EPL after having some of these international fixtures where we are dealing with minus one thousand and minus two thousand favorites, and not necessarily if a team's going to score a goal, but is a team going to score four or five goals, and having to deal with that. So you go back to the EPL and you go, okay, back to lower scoring. Can grab my floors, grab my set takers, you know, feel good about my lineup top to bottom. And then you look at this slate and you go, I have all these plus 100 or plus 120 favorites, four of the five games. And then we have Manchester City at home versus Burnley as a minus 770 favorite and actually increasing and becoming a bigger favorite as fully healthy team at home. You go, all right, back to the same type of pictures we've been playing, but. It should be a fun one. We've got, um, you know, Manchester City now having Phil Foden as a forward eligible. That'll be fun. He's on the cover of this. We'll be talking about him in a minute. And we have some suspensions um, and some injuries throughout the rest of the fixtures that are opening up some value. So I do think while Manchester City slates are by no means the most fun slates to attack, this one should be a good one. So just a quick reminder, like, subscribe, comment. If you're watching this on YouTube on the Mayo Media Network, Pat and the team here, just, it's unbelievable how much content they put out on a daily basis. There is never a shortage of things for me in the car to listen to or to watch when I'm sitting at home. So um, make sure you subscribe to that. Subscribe to our my channel if you want to see more of our content, more soccer. Um, my, uh, my partner, Alex Hooper, has a GPP video going up this morning over there at FSIDFS. So make sure you check that out. And then finally, if you are on podcast feeds, Daily Fantasy Picks and Becks and Mix is the best way to get all this content on the go. All right, let's get into the fixtures. And before doing so, I just want to go over the other, other fixtures um, so that we you know, have a baseline of what we're looking at. So again, Manchester City hosting Burnley at the Etihad, minus 770. We have Norwich and Brighton. Brighton's on the road, slight favorite at plus 110. Southampton hosting Leeds. Southampton is a plus 130 slight favorite at home. We have Leicester hosting Manchester United. Manchester United is a slight road favorite at plus 104. And finally, we have Villa hosting Wolves. Villa is a plus 115 favorite at home. So again, no dominant favorite in the the four. And then you have Manchester City. So when you hear a lot of these names are Manchester City related, you understand why. At the top, Kevin De Bruyne, 10-2. Look, Kevin De Bruyne, if you've played DFS soccer, you probably know by now. When Kevin De Bruyne is on the slate, especially from a cash game in optimal sense, which is really what we're talking about here, you kind of just plug and play Kevin De Bruyne because when he does not get a goal or an assist, he gets you 10, 12, 14 fantasy points, sometimes 20. He has that good of a floor, even when he's splitting sets with Marez or Foden or any of the people that take sets for City. Kevin De Bruyne just always seems to get there. He's only 10-2. Only 10-2, I say, because we've paid the likes of 11500 for Kevin De Bruyne and not really thought twice. So I think Kevin De Bruyne, just a lot of ways, you just go to the midfield position, you go there. Minus 770 favorite. I'm going to need multiple, multiple Manchester City pieces. And if I fade Kevin De Bruyne for the likes of a Raheem Sterling or a Jack Grealish, I'm just going to kick myself, you know, in 24 hours when I look in and go, why did I just play the easy play? So play Kevin De Bruyne in cash. You can 
think about a fade in GPP. I guess that's fine. I probably won't. But 10 2 for Kevin De Bruyne. Yes, for me, lock and load. Phil Foden is on the cover of this video. Uh, he's at 9,700. But the big thing is Phil Foden is now forward eligible. Phil Foden, one of the best young talents in all world football. He, and I'm going to have to drop the young part here soon, right? Still young, 21 years old, but not just he's just one of the best young talents in football. He's just one of the best talents in world football. Just absolutely dominated Liverpool. Just before the break, he and Mo Salah were the two best players on the pitch. Then you go into the international fixtures, and Phil Foden is probably the best player for England. And then you get back here, and Phil Foden is immediately one of the best players for Manchester City. He's just that good. Um, he takes some set pieces, so he and Kevin DeRoyne likely are splitting sets. Um, and then you know, he's been playing like a hybrid, like false number nine. Sometimes he'll drift out to the left. Manchester City just has a very, very fluid formation without when they aren't playing with a central striker, which they're definitely not going to be in this game as Ferran Torres has already been ruled out. You know, they might slot Raheem Sterling in there, but he's going to drift out wide, drift back in. Um, so Phil Foden is just going to find his pieces. Pep gives his players license to find the places and do what they need to do to, you know, ignite the off offense, so to speak. And, you know, Phil Foden is one of the best at doing that. At 9,700 to me, especially because he's a forward, just a lock and load. So, you know, I gave you Kevin De Bruyne, Phil Foden. I spent 20000 of your 50000 salary. Don't worry. I will show you some ways that how you're going to be able to fill it out. But I think those are the first two clicks in your lineup. Bruno Fernandez, it's a slate with Bruno. So I think you always have to consider him at 9,300. Um, he has been getting set pieces back. So, you know, Mason Greenwood taking some sets kind of seems like it's a thing of the past. He and Luke Shaw, most like a little split. Could Mason Greenwood after the break all of a sudden get back on them? Sure. But Bruno Fernandez, we have seen, even when he loses set pieces, he's much like Kevin De Bruyne, right? Even if you go, he's splitting them, doesn't have a monopoly. You look down at your scoring. It's the 70th minute or the 80th minute, and you're like, Bruno Fernandez doesn't have a goal or assist, but he's already sitting at 10 points. If he gets a goal or assist, it's going to go, you know, it's going to go into the 20s. So I think at 9,300, you know, it's a, it's a decent price for Bruno Fernandez. Lester here, despite being one of the top teams, Lester is going to, in my opinion, be very wrong, but I think Lester is going to want to play this a little bit on the counterattack. That's how Lester has, over the years, dominated these other top six clubs. And dominate is the wrong word. All right. Stayed competitive and often beat these top six clubs because Lester knows who they are. They don't try to like play in these games, you know, football that's going to get them in trouble. So, you know, they'll accept, you'll accept that pressure. They especially know that Manchester uh, United wants to be the team playing on the counter. So if they accept pressure from Manchester United, who in those situations has struggled to make a breakthrough, that might give them a chance to counterattack with a guy like Vardy and, um, you know, really take the game that way. So, I think there's going to be opportunities for United to get a lot of floor points. That's why you see Luke Shaw down here too. We'll talk about in a minute. Um, and you don't see any Leicester City players on this sheet because I just think Leicester City is like one of these teams in DFS right now. I just, I can't figure it out. You know, you have Ryan Bertrand taking most of the corners this season, still doing, not doing great DFS wise with the corners, loses them. Now it's Jerry Tielemans, James Madison sitting there, you know, who we know has been a great corner taker over the years. So you just go, at what point is he going to take back over? The reality on a slate like this and other options is maybe you just avoid the entire thing and then GPP, get uh, buy yourself a ticket to the Jamie Vardy party and go from there.
Uh, I think Riyad Mahrez at 8,800 is another city player very much in play. Uh, as mentioned, Ferran Torres um, is going to miss this game. Gabriel Jesus was in Brazil um, for international fixtures. That just wrapped up. It's about 6.30 as I'm recording this on Friday morning on the East Coast. And that game just wrapped up in Brazil less than 12 hours ago. Um, so they're all taking a flight, but I don't see any of those guys. I don't think for City. I don't think Ederson's going to play. I don't think Gabriel Jesus is going to play for Leeds. I don't think Rafinha is going to play. Pretty much if you played in the South American fixtures last night, for the purposes of this preview, I'm assuming you are not playing on Saturday. That is a short turnaround. And then with all of the precautions, I just don't see it uh, happening for these guys. Um, so Riyad Mahrez should get the start at the right wing. He could also take some set pieces. It's always implied. Additionally, with Riyad Mahrez, one of the bonuses is Riyad Mahrez is, in fact, the penalty kick taker for Manchester City. So if they draw a PK, no matter if Kevin De Bruyne draws it, no matter if Phil Foden draws it, no matter who on the pitch draws it, Riyad Mahrez at this point is now the designated PK taker. So you get a little bit of upside there that if City does get a penalty kick, more than likely that's 12 points for you. So like me at Riyad Mahrez a lot. Going still with City for two more picks, then I'm done. Bernardo Silva at 6,000. Look, Bernardo Silva is just hysterical that um, I don't think there's been like a player that gets completely out of favor with Pep and then gets back in favor with Pep where he just becomes undroppable and unsubbable. And Pep raves about, you know, what an amazing player he is. You know, they just go up and down, up and down. But Bernardo Silva is a really good player. He's not always the best DFS player, but you watch football and you go, my God, like nobody can get the ball off this guy's foot when he touches it. So, you know, he's normally been playing this midfield three. He has license to go forward. We saw it again versus Leicester. He got very, very involved in crossing the ball as well. When a team pinches, Burnley does allow a lot of crosses. So we could see one of those games for Bernardo Silva if City is struggling to score. But at 6,000, I think it's become one of these plays, often like Ilkay Gundogan was last season, that you go, okay, I, I, I kind of like want to have City. I think that's going to be where the goals are. So I'm upping my chances to get a goal or assist the more City players I put in. And at 6,000, I think Bernardo Silva is just a little bit on the cheap side. He would fill another forward spot if you would like. So you can do like Foden, Foden and Bernardo Silva if you just want to load up your City exposure. So I think it makes a lot of sense at 6,000. Jao Cancelo is playing left back for City at 5,700. You know, he's just another double-digit machine. And you get the added benefit of a baked-in you know, likely three three points for the clean sheet. It's really hard to see Burnley scoring here. So 5,700, I like Jao Cancelo. Getting away from City, Stuart Dallas, 5,700. Should be on a majority of set pieces for Leeds at 5,700. He's coming off of a really nice game before the break at 15.1 DK. He did come off the small knock. Should be back here. Rafinha is likely out. So again, Stuart Dallas, I think at the minimum, is splitting sets with either Jack Harrison or Daniel James. Maybe Calvin Phillips grabs a few. So at minimum, he has a split. In the best light, he could have a monopoly of set pieces. Regardless, Stuart Dallas is just a really good player. I don't think Southampton's a matchup by any means that I'm scared of. Look, there's very few matchups with leads that I look at and I go, I don't see leads getting fantasy points. Leads just is such a friendly DFS team. You know, the, the matchups that I probably don't play leads in are versus Liverpool, 
versus City versus Chelsea. Otherwise, I think you just have to project leads to be open, and that's what we love about leads. Luke Shaw, 5,500. Again, sometimes a split of set pieces with Bruno or Mason Greenwood, sometimes even a monopoly. Again, I think that Leicester is going to possibly sit back and play on the counter. It's going to give Luke Shaw a decent amount of chances to get forward. You know, probably whip in eight, nine crosses. You know, that should give him a pretty good floor in the close to 10 range. And you get a, you know, either get a clean sheet or you get an assist on one of those and you're in great shape. So Luke Shaw, 5,500. It's a very nice play. Nathan Redman is one of my favorite sneaky plays of the slate, which is probably less sneaky when I put these out on video on the, on these previews. But 4,700, he's the only guy that you can find when you look back through Southampton game logs that has taken a corner that's likely to play here when James Ward-Prowse is not on the pitch. James Ward-Prowse is one of my favorite DFS guys. You know if Southampton is on that you're expecting to see James Ward-Prowse on this display. James Ward-Prowse is suspended. He got a red card last game. So Southampton is a slight favorite at home. You got to look at who's on their set pieces. Additionally... Uh, we have Che Adams is missing, so Nathan Redmond could play in an attacking role. At worst, he's playing like left mid or right mid. Uh, I think it's interesting if he plays like a number 10 or you know, he plays as a second striker on top of having set pieces. I think that gives him, you know, a little bit of extra goal upside as well. But at 4,700, as a slight favorite, as most more than likely the majority set piece taker for Southampton, yeah, bring it on. I, I love James Ward-Prowse here. I'm sorry, Nathan Redmond. I want James Ward-Prowse, right? My uh, my voice just said it all. I want James Ward-Prowse here. I want to plug and play him, but I don't have it. So we'll take the cheaper version and get Nathan Redmond. Um, worth noting, the other guy that would probably take for Southampton, if in, would be Stuart Armstrong if he's in. I've also seen predictions saying Mohamed Elyonasi um, could come in. He's taken set pieces in the past, but I've also found samples when those guys were on. Nathan Redmond took. So I'm going to go ahead and lean that Nathan Redmond is going to at least have a share. Then finally, Daniel James, 4,500. It's just too cheap. He's finally looked good last game, close to double digits in the last game. He could very easily take with Stuart Dallas. And even if Daniel James does not have any part of set pieces, okay? Daniel James is a good player. Leeds have wanted him for years, back to the Leeds documentary on Netflix, you know, that Leeds love that player. We've seen him be very, very effective at Man United. We've seen him on international break for Wales just absolutely dominate DFS-wise. So 4,500, give me a wide player with talent, with a chance at set pieces. Once again, give it to me because I can use guys like Nathan Redmond. I can use guys like Stuart Dallas. I can use guys like Daniel James, mix them with my city pieces, cross my fingers, and hope the roulette wheel is spinning in my favorite. Thank you all once again for watching. Hope that these picks help. Just a reminder, subscribe to the Mayo Media Network. After you do that, jump over to FSI DFS, subscribe to that. You can follow me at GatorGuy231 on Twitter if you have any questions, um, you know, are looking once lineups come up. If you just uh, at me on a, on a tweet, get notifications to my phone. We'll be glad to answer anything I can help with. With all that said, thank you once again for watching. This is Keith, aka GatorGuy231. Soup!